why is weight loss so hard? Wouldn't it be amazing if you could drop an extra five pounds without even trying? What if you could lose the weight without counting calories, macros, or extreme workouts? Well, it is possible. And I know because I just did it. And I'm gonna tell you all about it in this episode of The Shalene Show. So let's get to it. So for those of you who've been following for quite some time, you, you know my story. For those of you who don't, I'm gonna recommend that you check out the episode I did where I shared my journey in consumer fitness and why, in fact, it was I felt I needed to leave consumer fitness. I slipped into a place, just to kind of recap, for me anyways, it was unhealthy. I found that partly because of my own imposter syndrome that I felt when I was in the fitness industry, I did things that were unhealthy to maintain a certain look. I was under eating, I was over exercising. That was the main thing. I was obsessed with exercise. I couldn't do enough. I would exercise three and four hours a day. I was getting minimal sleep. I was afraid of food unless it was like I knew exactly what the macros were and it was high in protein. And more often than not, that meant it came in like a package. You know, it was like highly processed protein snacks. That was like the bulk of my nutrition. And it got to a place where it just was really super unhealthy for me. I stepped away from that and I kind of healed myself. I went through a process of what I would call reverse dieting, even though I wasn't doing that like formally, but I had to kind of undo what I had done. I had to stop exercising for four hours. I had to go to something that was more normal, like you know maybe an hour of strength training and 30 minutes of cardio. I forced myself to sleep. I learned how to eat real foods and I started studying like everything I could about nutrition and what it meant to eat a whole foods diet. I understood plant-based diet and keto diets. Like I wanted to look at all the different forms of diets, not like diets, meaning like how the Mediterranean people eat and learning what it was that truly it meant to be healthy from the inside out. Now listen, your body, if you are over-exercising in the way that I was, which was again like super duper excessive, and you're under-eating, your metabolism is so smart, eventually it's like, oh okay, got it. Not much energy is going in, a lot is going out, so therefore we need to conserve energy. So my metabolism went like down to like zero. I am a smart cookie, I knew that in order to heal myself that meant that I was gonna gain some weight. And frankly, at that point, I was, I was okay with it. I knew that was part of the process, and I did. I probably gained like, I don't know, in total, not immediately, but like in over a period of a couple of years, I probably gained like six and seven pounds, and I felt quite comfortable there. I love my body. Then when I went through like the perimenopausal stage and into menopause, I probably gained another pound or two, like nothing crazy, nothing crazy. And again, I was still really happy with my body. Oh. I should also mention, because of my history, right, being what I consider orthorexic, I stopped weighing myself. I never weighed myself. So those numbers that I told you, like I'd gone up, I would only know that if I went to the doctor. Most of my clothes I could still fit in. Maybe they were a little bit tighter. Like, you know, you have that one outfit where you're like, hmm, okay, not today. So I definitely knew, but it just wasn't that big of a deal because I was so much happier, so much healthier. Like I just was no longer tormented and controlled by my body and what workout I had to do next and what was I gonna be able to eat at the restaurant. Like suddenly I loved food again. It was so incredibly freeing. 
And I will post a link below this episode. I'll post one that where you can hear my story of like why I left the fitness industry. And then I'll post another link if you want to like understand like that process of undoing what I'd done to myself. I'll post a link to that as well. But it felt great. I believe I've never been healthier. Okay, so let's talk about deodorant for a second. You know that I had been on the hunt, thank you for your suggestions, for a deodorant that was baking soda-free, didn't have any parabens, had no aluminum, because, you know, hashtag we're all trying to get rid of the toxins. Many of you had suggested Lumi. I tried it. I love it. And now they are a show sponsor. Lumi is different because it's a whole body deodorant. And they've got a stick, and they also have like a cream tube deodorant, okay? So here's the deal. This stuff is so safe, you can put it friggin' anywhere on your body. You can put it in your under boobs, on your belly button, on your booty crack, on your vajayjay, on your feet, like anywhere where you're like, okay, we just need to control some odor. That's Lumi. Lumi will take care of that for you. It's a first of its kind. It's been clinically proven to block odor all day and control it for up to 72 hours. I love that it was created by an OBGYN who experienced firsthand that BO is normal. It was just being misdiagnosed and mistreated. So if you've been looking for something that is aluminum-free, like I said, you want something that's a little safer to use anywhere on your body, may I suggest you the Lumi Starter Pack. It's perfect for new customers because then you'll get like the solid stick plus the cream tube deodorant, which is kind of nice, like if you're going to put on your feet or wherever. They'll also give you two free products of your choice, like their little mini body wash and the deodorant wipes, which are also really nice. And because you're a listener of The Shaleen Show, new customers get $5 off their Lumi starter pack with code Shaleen. So go to lumideodorant.com forward slash Shaleen. That will give you, are you ready for this? 40% off your starter pack. Check it out. I think you're going to love it. It felt great. I believe I've never been healthier. Then as I started to go through perimenopause and I was working with a team of doctors at Lee Regenerative in Huntington Beach, they're awesome. I think they do like virtuals anyways. I worked with them to figure out my hormones and I started testing my hormones like every six months, which you don't have to do, but I I like to know. So I started testing my hormones every six months and I found that when I could keep my hormones in balance using bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, It also, you know, that like pound or two that I might have gained, even though, again, I wasn't stepping on a scale, but I could just tell. I could just tell. I'm like, okay, things are getting better. Like, I feel more like myself. I felt less puffy. So I knew that hormones were a big part of this. I also, as I mentioned, really cut back on my exercise and I changed my exercise. I changed to just doing strength training and then some form of cardio, a lot of cycling, HIIT training, some power walking, running, et cetera. Then about a year ago, that's when this started to really change. I stepped into a place where I'm like, I'm not going to beat my body up at all anymore. Running hurts my knees and my feet. Why am I doing it? These really super intense workouts, like I just, I don't feel like I'm recovering properly. So I switched to doing zone two cardio. And that's a big piece of what I'm going to share with you of how it is I've been able to lose almost accidentally without, really without even trying 9% body fat, that's crazy, that's crazy, 9% body fat and almost nine pounds. Now, how long did it take me to lose that? That's the deal. I don't know. I know it's been less than a year. 
my guess is it's probably been in the last five to six months. And I'll explain why I don't know is because like I told you, I never weigh myself except at, when I'm at the doctor and I have a readout of like my body fat percentage and my weight. And I just screenshot it and put it on my phone, but I never looked at it until recently when I did it again. I'm like, you know what? I'm a big girl. I can handle it. I feel like I'm leaner a little bit. So I'm just curious, like if I've lost body fat, because I don't care about my weight. I don't care about the number. Who cares? It's like, how big is the package, right? And so I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Which led me to really start to examine what has changed most significantly in the last six months. Let me tell you what changed. First, my husband and I moved from our home in Southern California. Right now we're renting a townhome. But we moved from our beach home in Southern California to see what we would think about living in Miami, Florida. And we loved it, by the way. But when we did that, and we moved into like a house that we were renting, we both were like, you know what? Let's like start some fresh habits. Let's stop buying processed snacks. Let's buy whole food snacks. And like, let's try to get away from eating the like protein chips and the crackers and the popcorns and the, eh, you know, all the things that are crunchy that you just grab in the middle of the day. Like even nuts. I was just like, we're just grabbing snacks in the middle of the day. And because when you move into like a new house or whatever, like your cupboards are bare. You start fresh. There's no junk. There's no crackers. There's no chips. There's nothing processed. Like you really are starting fresh. So we both decided like this would be a really good time to do that. And we did. Now we did have snacks in the house, but they were like whole food snacks. Like we had cheese and we had fruit and we had like Greek yogurt, but everything was unprocessed, which is interesting because it kind of makes it less exciting. I noticed we started snacking less. And when we did snack, we felt better about it. That's the first thing we did. A second thing that we did, it was we both started incorporating zone two cardio, which is walking. And we started walking, like we made a point to walk like 40, usually around 45, some days an hour, but usually like about 45 minutes of walking. In addition to that, I do strength training five days a week. And I'm happy to share with you the exact strength training routine that I follow. I filmed every single exercise, every single workout. We'll link to it below the podcast. And I walk you through like every single exercise that I do on what days of the week, etc. So I've always been very fond of strength training. But the way that I do strength training now is still very similar to one of the workout programs I created called Shalene Extreme. It's based on periodization, undulating periodization. It's based on lifting heavy. It's based on the way I want my body to develop. So I personally do a lot more lower body. And that was a big part of how I recovered from that reverse dieting, right? Like the reverse dieting for me was to heal my metabolism. How do I get my metabolism where it should be? Because it wasn't burning enough calories. So one of the first things I had to do is I had to put muscle in my body. And there is no part of your body that has more muscle than your booty, than your hamstrings, than your quadriceps. And plus it just looks so yummy. In my opinion, it's just my opinion, there's nothing sexier than strong legs on a woman and a man. I mean, get yourself some strong legs. Strong legs are the foundation of your youth. They are the foundation of your metabolism. So I do lift about three days a week, it includes legs. We started getting really focused about just being active. You know, so there's that. We started doing some walking, like 40 minutes a day, no snacking. And I noticed that I started getting, without trying, 
we're still going out to dinners. I'm still having champagne with dinner sometimes. I'm still ordering whatever I want on the menu, but I'm always thinking like, okay, generally where are my macros? Again, I don't count calories, but I did for so many years that I generally know about where I am. And for me, as long as my weight is staying about the same, then I don't need to count my macros or count my calories because it's all good. It is only when I start to feel like fluffy and like, uh uh-oh, I think I'm probably putting on a couple of pounds. Well, then I will track my macros and my calories for about a week. But during this whole period of six months, I didn't track any of that. I was just paying attention to how my body felt. I was ordering the food that I wanted. And I was thinking about like, how will this make me feel? I was really creating more variety in my plate and my palate. My husband's not here right now. Thank God, because he, he gets so offended when I say this. Because, I mean, he's the chef. He does all the cooking. Sometimes I'll say to him, hey, do you want me to make dinner? And you know what he says? He says, um that's okay. Okay, fine. And you know what? I don't care. I, I love it. Like I'm intentionally a failure in that room. Like I, like I know the rooms that I'm good at. You know what I'm saying? Like I know where my talents are and it's not in that room right there. No, it's not in the kitchen. He's amazing in the kitchen and beggars should not be choosers. I am not complaining. I'm simply telling you what happened. We got into a rut. The man was making the same three meals, really two meals. And one of them he was saying was... Literally, we're eating the same two things, like day after day after day. And I can't complain because I can't cook. So our palate had become very predictable. And that's not great for your gut health. It's also not great for metabolic flexibility. You know, once we went to Florida, we started just creating more variety and eating more unique things and trying different things. But again, staying healthy, like lean proteins, lots and lots of, like always plants as a base avoiding fried foods, but not entirely. We have French fries still like twice a week at least. I mean, French fries are a must. I mean, if there's French fries on the menu, we are going to order them. Now we won't like have our own order each, but we'll split fries. Life is too short. Simmer down. Everybody simmer down. Okay. Can I just say for the record words that I hate, like cheat meal? Meals don't cheat. People cheat. Meals don't have ethics. I hate that we say things like that because it just creates guilt and shame for people who want to enjoy what they want to enjoy. Okay, so anyways, we start doing this variety. Okay, so then this is when things start to get really interesting. Then we go to Europe and we're traveling through Europe and having a lovely, amazing time. Now I'm eating bread drenched in olive oil and I can tell I'm not gaining weight. What is going on? We're having decadent desserts. But what was different is, I think I mentioned, I phase my diet. So I follow something that's called diet phasing. I've done a bunch of episodes on diet phasing, but like if I need to do an updated one for those of you who like need a refresher or maybe you're new here, I'll explain what diet phasing is. Just a, a really quick synopsis is I'm, I'm changing my diet so that it fits my lifestyle, where I'm at, what I'm doing in the season that I'm in, as opposed to like going, I am keto, I am whatever the trendy thing is to be, like, and thinking they have to follow a diet. I don't do that. I change up the way that I eat in order to create metabolic flexibility. In traveling to Europe, Brett and I both made a decision. We're like, hey, we should phase intermittent fasting. This would be a perfect time because we're gonna sleep in because our schedules are gonna be off. It's gonna be easy to skip breakfast anyways. So let's just skip breakfast. And plus we were in hotels then, we didn't have a kitchen. 
So we were like, okay, let's just, yeah, like we're skipping breakfast. It wasn't a hard thing to do. It was automatic. Like half the time, because of the time change, we were waking up at like 10.30 a.m. And so we're like, I'm not hungry. Are you hungry? No. All right, no big deal. Let's just have some delicious coffee and then let's get lunch. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned on the show that when I went to go get my nails done, the nail tech was like, when did you have these done? Because it looks like they haven't grown out at all. Like I, I didn't need a fill. Also, I was able to go like almost seven weeks before getting my hair highlighted because my hair hadn't grown. And I'm like, what is different? I realized what it was. I had stopped taking my collagen because we were traveling and I forgot. Well, thanks to my friends at Organifi who were listening to the show, my problem is solved. They sent me my favorite unflavored collagen. Now, the reason why I use an unflavored collagen powder is because I mix it in with my water and my other supplements. It has no flavor. And that's how I make sure that I get enough collagen to get my hair growing and my nails growing again. That's the only thing I'd done different in the last whatever, seven or eight weeks. What is collagen? It's the most abundant protein in our body. Everyone makes it. We should be making it. You need it for your blood vessels, your muscles. You need it for hair growth. You need it for nails. You need it to have stronger bones. But collagen literally is the glue that holds all of our parts together. And it's something that is going to improve your gut health. It helps your metabolism. It helps you to build muscle. It helps your cardiovascular health. And most of us are not getting enough. So if you use an unflavored collagen powder, you can mix in your morning coffee. It literally doesn't change the taste at all. You can put in your smoothie. You can put in your water. You can put in your yogurt. You can put in just about anything. It literally has no taste. And Organifi only uses real food ingredients. As a listener of the show, you get 20% off. I want you to try their collagen. Go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen and then enter code Shaleen for your 20% off. Again, that's Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. And so we're like, I'm not hungry. Are you hungry? No. All right. No big deal. Let's just have some delicious coffee and then let's get lunch. We started just doing intermittent fasting because it was convenient and it worked for us. We noticed culturally things were very different in Europe than they are here in the United States. After dinner, people walk and walk. And not only do they walk after dinner, they walk to dinner and they walk home from dinner. So we maintained while we were in Europe, we maintained our, you know, like, let's limit the snacking because we were in a hotel room. So I was like, yeah, it didn't even make sense to have snacks in the hotel room, right? And so we, we did that. We started eating a, a much broader variety of food, healthy, delicious foods, healthy fats, things that aren't drenched in GMOs, things that were organic, things that were prepared fresh in front of you, fresh fish, fresh meat, like just amazing. And we felt fantastic. We also were continuing to maintain our daily walking schedule for exercise of about 40 minutes a day, 45 some days, and then also strength training. We were doing that five days a week. But what we added kind of unknowingly was the walking to and from like the restaurants we were going to. And we started both of us feeling great. Like Brett, he got a shower one day. I'm sorry if this is TMI. But he got a shower one day and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what, what? And I'm like, dude, I think I see like the outline of some abs. And he's like, what? And you know how guys are. He's like, <laughs> like can't get enough of himself. And, you know, he was like, you look amazing too. You know, we're complimenting each other. But it was kind of fun because I'm like, here we are, like eating all these things, living our best freaking life, not 
giving a damn about what the scale says? Or did I get my workout in? Was it hard enough? Did I count my macros? Uh-oh. Like, did I take my BCAs? You know, like all the things that people like freak out about and they're like, well, what about creatine and all the supplements and all these things? Like we didn't take half of our supplements to Europe because it was just inconvenient. We just had a lot less stress and we enjoyed our lives and we enjoyed being physical and being active. And we both started like noticing, okay, like this feels really, really good. Speaking of my husband, Brett, we just did a Patreon episode that was off brand for us. We keep it very real. It's usually pretty raw. It's pretty funny. It's stuff that I would never put on the normal show. I would never put on YouTube because it's like, you know, it's out there and it's personal. And it's sometimes we just talk about things that shouldn't be out in the public. You know what I'm saying? But we did an episode this weekend where we talked about sharing some really personal, intimate things about our past with each other recently. And we're, we've been together for 33 years. Isn't that crazy? It was a really beautiful episode, I think. And if you're into those kinds of things or you want to, you know, get that side of the Johnsons, I would love to invite you to become a Patreon member. Patreon, it's like a separate app. And it's a paid app, so they're audio, and sometimes I do video podcasts there, but they're very private. Like, so it's not like this kind of content where you know I'm I'm like giving you like things that I've researched. It's really just the honest, raw, with curse words side of Brett and myself. And I would love to invite you to join because right now they have a special that when you join, you can join for free, and you get to try it out for seven days. And so if you like it, you can stay, and if not, you can cancel. Anyways, then we came home. And I thought to myself, well, this will be interesting because now we're coming back to like, you know, the standard American diet, exposure to all those things. Now we're going to be at this place for a month and are we going to start buying snacks and stuff? And, and so we both talked about it and I said, I really like that we've gotten out of the habit of dumb snacks. Like you just don't need them. He goes, yeah, I do too. And, and no, we do have some whole foods in the refrigerator. We just don't have the same desire for snacks and crackers and cookies and crunchy things and, you know, popcorn, like all the things you just like don't need. You know what I mean? But you think you do. You think you do if it's there. It became so habitual. It had become so habitual for us. And it was a pretty easy habit to break. So now we're back in the United States and I'm thinking to myself, we're not going to be walking to and from dinner. We're not going to be walking as much as we were. So does that mean we have to like cut back our food intake, right? So here's what we decided to do. We both liked the way we were feeling. And we said, let's just continue the habit of walking every single night after dinner. And we committed to it and we did it. Here's the coolest part. Like forget about the weight, forget about the body fat. Can I tell you the absolute... <sighs> yummiest part about developing this habit together we have become so much closer and i've said this before you just open up and you tend to be deeper when you're moving when you're walking and talking with somebody and so you know we wouldn't bring our phones we would just walk for like an hour after dinner not like for exercise like so i'm not even saying we're in zone two we're probably like in zone one we're just walking we're being active and we're still, you know, basically eating the same way, going out to dinner, etc. We did, however, maintain the intermittent fasting, not like a person who's obsessed. Because you guys, that is so pointless. And I can say that because I've been there. I've been that person who was like, oh, wait, I can't drink coffee because then that's going to interrupt my fast. 
stupid. That is no way to live. Listen, if you're there and that works for you, great. I find and I believe, having talked to thousands and thousands and thousands of women who are part of my, I've got an online nutrition program called Phase It Up, and thousands and thousands of women have shared how obsessing over doing everything right creates an insane amount of stress and pressure, and that stress and pressure creates cortisol, and that cortisol makes your body hold on to fat. I believe one of the reasons why I've just been able to not even think about it, just accidentally lose over the course of six months, I don't know, it seems as though it's probably at least nine pounds and 9% body fat, is I actually, when I look at my numbers, they're lower than when I was filming fitness workouts and exercising for four hours a day and eating nothing. I would much rather have this life where I'm not worried about it. I'm not tracking, I'm not cracking, I'm not counting, I'm not obsessing, I'm not worried that, oh no, did I do it right, did I do it wrong? Who cares? Who cares? Okay, let me take you to the bottom line now. What Brett and I have done, and Brett has lost over 10 pounds, what we have done is become more active and we are burning more energy and we're taking in less fuel. So it's a calorie deficit. We didn't realize we were in a calorie deficit, we didn't count our calories. We just stopped snacking, literally, and incorporate a little bit of intermittent fasting, which we don't do often. Like we only did that while we were in Europe. This really started to make sense for me when I started looking at all the data around people and listening to people who are taking weight loss injectables, semaglutide, semaglutide, like Manjaro and Ozempic, etc. And in speaking to so many of those people, including friends who I have who are on it, they've all said, the bottom line is, I'm not eating as much. And there's a part of me that was like, it can't be that simple because all these same people have always said, I'm not eating anything, but I can't lose weight. So I've gone back to some of those friends who were like, who were the ones who were saying like, I'm not eating anything, but I can't lose weight. And I'm like, okay, but now you are losing weight. So what was happening then? And they've all basically said, you know, I didn't realize how much I was eating now that I'm not as controlled by food. So, you know, when we know better, we do better. I'm not suggesting that you need to get into a calorie deficit. I never counted my calories. I never even thought about it once. I still don't think about it even once. I just know that I didn't need the snacks. And I do know that I love the walking in the evening with my husband. This doesn't even exercise, that's just living. That's what our bodies were supposed to do right? So if I can do it without trying, I bet you could too. But you've got to be intentional about some of those habits you might need to break. You've got to be intentional about being active and how you can change your metabolism, what it is you want. But don't put pressure on yourself to have this happen in a short period of time. I do know it's possible. I still don't weigh myself. I still enjoy my food. There's nothing I'm going to cut out. Like I get these messages from people like, do you allow yourself to eat this, this, and that? Yes, life is too short. I don't have to do an exercise video. I don't have to look good for anyone except me and my husband. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm beyond that. And I hope you are too, because nothing feels worse than being controlled by your body image, you know? And it does suck when you don't like the way you look. I've been there. It sucks. It's hard not to think about it, you know? It's hard not to have it ruin your day. It's really a challenge to stand in your closet and go, I hate 
every piece of clothing in this closet because I hate my body right now. That's hard. But I want you to know you can change things if you want to. You can become healthier, but please do it the right way. Do it in a way that it's for you. Do it in a way that it doesn't become obsessive. Do it in a way that it's slow and steady and you enjoy every single part of it. Because if you feel like you have to restrict, if you feel like you're having to sacrifice, if you're feeling hungry all the time, if you're forcing yourself to do these things, you just got to go about it a different way. And no judgment here. Like, listen, I'm not suggesting that like if you do a weight loss injectable, that's the wrong way. Or if you go on a diet, that's the wrong way. You know what's best for you. You are the only person who knows your body, how it works, what does work and what doesn't work. But just please believe me that this has so much to do with how your body responds. When you're constantly telling yourself, you're brainwashing yourself and saying, yeah, I'm never going to lose a weight. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm this. I'm predetermined. I'm old now. I'm in menopause. I'm never going to look. Your body believes your brain. I started speaking really positively to myself and to my husband and telling him how amazing his body looks. And then he does that to me. And I don't know if you have that, but gosh, that's such a gift to have someone who will help you with that positive brainwashing. And that's what it is. You like literally have to brainwash yourself to believe these things because for so long we've done the opposite, right? Like especially women, all of our lives we've been told to be, it's been celebrated that if you're self-deprecating, you point out your own flaws, like don't be conceited. Well, I want you to be conceited because to be conceited simply means that you think highly of yourself. I hope that you're conceited. Hey, I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon.